for far too long. We've been told what to do, what to think, how to be. No more. The old paradigm is crumbling, falling all around us. Burn it all. It's my mission to bring you back to your natural state of luxury, to lead you to an empowered place with energetic intention. Luxury is a personal, expansive experience, one that's been kept from you, hidden away, a soul experience broken into a million pieces. Luxuriously fierce is for those who know there's more, who desire more, even if you don't know what more is. It's for those who are ready to burn old paradigms to the ground and walk through the flames to the other side. For those who are ready to be bold in their being, fierce in their feminine. Luxuriously Fierce is not just a brand, it's a movement. It's not something I do, it's something I am. Together, we are setting fire to the old and forging a new path. A new world. One where openness and truth are the norm. Where changing the world begins with healing yourself. If you're here on this earth, in this lifetime, to light a fire and burn everything you believe to be true to the ground, Welcome to my world. Burn it all and watch the ashes fly. Welcome back to the Luxuriously Fierce podcast. I am so excited today to have on this episode a Sosa Osakwe. We are We've already just started just the most beautiful conversation about names and identity and soul, passion and purpose. And I love when, you know, we start these episodes in such divine conversation because you just feel that energy. You feel that connection coming through already before we even get into the conversation. And so... Asosa is a mindset and manifestation coach. She helps women up-level their lives, overcome their mindset blocks, stress, fears, and doubts so they can confidently transition into their dream lives and attract more money, love, and confidence with ease. And that is what we are all about here at Luxuriously Fierce is the ease, the ease, overcoming all of these things so you can live with ease and peace. So, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I'm so excited to have this conversation with you um, and open the floor to you and all of the work that you do in this world, because I think that we need it. And our world is in such a place right now where ease is almost non-existent, as much as I hate to say that. And it's really something that we have to really intentionally cultivate in our lives and we have to be really intentional about that. And so I'm so happy that you're here. And can you start by telling us a little bit about you um, and your why, how you got started in all of this and a little bit about your journey? Yeah, for sure. Okay. How much time do you have? (laughs) All the time. I (laughs) I feel like my journey is very similar to a lot of people 
the way that I really learned about manifestation was the book, The Secret. And I actually read the book before I watched the movie. And that was like seven plus years ago. I was in high school, like it was towards the end of high school. And I kept hearing about this book, The Secret. And I was like, okay, what is it about? I had no clue what it was about. And I've always been a curious mind and like very into personal development, self-help, all of those sorts of things. I was like that nerd. <laughs> so it was right up my alley, but I had no clue what it was about. So read the book. My initial reaction was, this is not true. Because if this were, if this were true, everyone would be a millionaire. And I think that in itself is very powerful because if everyone believed exactly that and really leveraged the power of their minds, everyone would be a millionaire, right? Because not everybody thinks that way. So it took me a while after that <laughs> to really get into manifestation consciously. At first I was very resistant, but I found like the upcoming weeks after I did all the surrendering, because for me, it wasn't like I didn't believe it was real, right? So I had all these teachings now, I had all this awareness, and then I let go. And I found once I let go, I started manifesting things like money all the time, like in completely random places. I remember one time I was in the mall, and you would think somewhere that was, it's really busy, everyone's always walking around. It, it was completely packed. This was pre, pre, pre C. So <laughs> obviously it could be packed, but. Um, there was an ATM and I remember I was across from it and there was a one, a crisp $100 bill. It was not exactly in front of it, but pretty close to the ATM. And I was like, does nobody see that people were walking straight past it. And this was like, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. It, it, it was just like, there were so many signs I kept seeing that, okay, this is real. So I was like, okay, let me actually look into this thing. But I didn't really find that I was practicing it properly. I'll say until about two years ago, I felt like um, I kind of had hit my, what I'll say, rock bottom. I was in a really toxic relationship. I felt like I was surrounded by a lot of um, people who weren't really supportive, just really reevaluating everything in life. There were a lot of days, like I didn't even feel like getting out of bed, right? I just felt very unmotivated, unhappy. I was very much stuck in a rut, like not confident in myself. So I felt like at that, and it was supposed to be a time where I was really, you know, happy. I was graduating from university. A lot of exciting things were happening, and yet I wasn't feeling like myself. And I re this is where I really had to put everything that I had learned and put that into practice. And I realized a huge missing part was healing. And I felt like I kept getting in relationships that were very much the same and I wasn't giving myself that time to heal between them and realize, okay, why am I getting into these same sorts of relationships? One thing I've noticed is you're going to learn the exact same lesson or you're going to get the same lesson over and over again in different people, different situations, different circumstances until you genuinely learn the lesson. And sometimes you have to learn it multiple times. <laughs> As I learned, sometimes you have to learn it multiple times. Nobody so, said this was fun. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. No one said it was fun or easy, but it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it sounds cliche, but really and truly, like after I really went through my history and I realized, okay, why am I getting in these sorts of relationships and realizing I may think I know my worth, but I don't really know my worth because I'm not acting out on that. And going past, uh, going into my past and looking at like different trauma and things like that, 
And once like, I really like worked on healing each of those things, that's when I actually attracted the right person into my life because not only, yes, of course, like I loved myself and I realized I don't need someone else for that, but I also healed all of, like those, those past habits and behaviors and things like that, that were making me end up in the same sorts of relationships. So that was like a huge turning point for me. I felt like I was a lot more confident and this was 2020 as well. So this was like the height, right? Of, I don't even want to say the words because I don't know if you get flagged <laughs> on here. <laughs> but this is like the height. I don't know. <laughs> I'll just say the icky. It was the height of all of that, right? And at that point, everyone's like at home. I was just moving back from, from school. I went to school in a different city. So it was very hard because you're at home, you're by yourself all the time. All I had to do was think. All I had time for was thinking. So that was a, it, it was a good and a bad time, I say, because it made me do a lot of shadow work. And I had to face a lot of things that I hadn't faced in years. And it really pushed me to do that healing, which is why I say, you know, the method that I use in my coaching and things like that, it's healing first, because yes, everyone wants the fancy house. They want the car. They want like this life of luxury and abundance and freedom and peace and joy and all these exciting and fun and happy things. But you need to heal first because it's like putting a bandaid on a bullet wound, right? Like thinking, oh, I'm just going to journal. I'm just going to do all these vision boards and all of, like these techniques. They're amazing. But it doesn't mean anything if you don't know the reason why you're doing it. And if you haven't healed from all of the trauma that you have, or, you know, even just negative situations, I'll say, because not everybody has trauma. There's so much coming through for me right now. Like <laughs> I know there's a lot. <laughs> and, but I love this because like you've just opened the floor to so many, so many things that I want to touch on and talk about. Um, I'm going to start with what you said about how, you know, when you're learning about manifestation and you're diving into you really, um, and what you are calling into your life, what a lot of people don't understand oftentimes is that you, you do learn the same lesson over and over again. And right. And so I think that people, you know, don't believe, like you said, that, that these things are real, that manifestation is real, that the energetics behind your words and your actions are real. And they don't believe that because you have to take responsibility for that. Right. And so when you start to believe like, okay, if I'm calling in in a really amazing partner and you have to start looking, you know, you start looking at your old patterns and the partners that you've called in and the even not necessarily like romantic partners, but other relationships that you have in your life. And you have to take a good hard look at those things and those patterns in order to, you know, manifest and to invite in a divine partner, right? Then you have to take responsibility for those patterns and you have to take responsibility exactly. for those actions that you have you know, have done or and continue to do. Um, and that's a really big distinction, I think, in, in any sort of energetic work, but especially in manifestation is that responsibility. Yeah, and I think it can be hard too because mm-hmm. we automatically assume that we hear, oh, your thoughts create your reality. And then we start thinking, well, first of all, I'm not in control of my thoughts, which yes, you are. And number two, we start thinking, oh, so I'm consciously creating all these negative things. Mm-hmm. And like what we don't realize is like you can unconsciously manifest as well. And 
probably like about 95% of what we do is unconsciously or like subconsciously manifesting. Mm-hmm. 95% of our thoughts are are unconscious, right? Like the, the way that we live our life, 95% of what we actually do on a day-to-day basis is completely routine. Yes, right? exactly. Like you, don't, you don't get up in the morning and go, well, I, I guess I'll brush my teeth. I should brush my teeth because brushing my teeth will, you know, help, will help clean my teeth, you know, first of all, but, yes. you know, give me good oral health and I won't need to go to the dentist so much. And, you know, taking care of my teeth means taking care of my heart because your teeth and your heart are connected. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you don't wake up and think all of those thoughts. You just wake up and brush your damn teeth. Like Exactly. Because this is all, those are all habits that are programming your subconscious mm-hmm. mind. So it's not something that you have to consciously think about doing each and every day something that you have to consciously think about doing is breaking some of those subconscious beliefs that you have or those limiting beliefs that you have and that's where people get stuck because then they start feeling like well you know if you hear that your subconscious mind is programmed from birth to age seven you start thinking i'm way past age seven now like this is decades (laughs) or years upon years of programming like how am i supposed to break this cycle now I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it takes a really... A really big person to, you know, look at their patterns and their and their beliefs and their thoughts to, to look at all of those things and think, what isn't helping me anymore? Yes. And the thing is that, you know, the, the things that you learn in childhood are not not your fault, you know? They're a, a cultivation of the people around you. Mm-hmm. And so what those patterns and those beliefs and those thoughts that you received in that time served you in that time, right? They yeah. helped you in that time. They brought you to the space that you are in now. And so mm-hmm. I think another big another big thing that when we start talking about manifestation, we start talking about healing is a lot of what comes up is guilt and shame, um, embarrassment for having this pattern and this belief and this thought. But the reality is, is that that pattern, belief, thought, whatever it is, served you. Yes. It helped you. It brought you to where you are now, to this new space where you are now looking at it and going, this is no longer for me. How do I fix it? Mm-hmm. I think that also is it ties into that whole concept that everything is working in your favor and realizing like I'll think about certain situations that I've, I've you know been in even like relationship history for example and I'll say even though I would never go back <laughs> to that <laughs> you know it happened for a reason because if that never happened I would have never learned those lessons and then think about the person that you would be today and I'm also glad that you brought up the point about guilt and shame coming up for some of like the patterns that you've had and things that have happened to you and for things that you, you know, kind of let happen in your life, because, um, there's something recently that I really started diving deeper into. And I believe it's called Hopopinopo, something like that, Mm -hmm. but it's a technique I believe that started in Hawaii and it's really about forgiveness. And what I really like about it is, you know, you're kind of like listing out your limiting beliefs or, you know, things that you think that you can't do or things that have happened to you in your past that you're ashamed of or something, any like negative sort of situation. What I really like about that is instead of just manifesting the opposite of it, 
or, you know, writing out, like shifting that, that belief, reframing it, you're forgive, you're acknowledging it, you're forgiving it, and then you're releasing it. And when I tell you it is such a powerful practice, I highly recommend anybody do it because even me, myself, I was getting emotional doing it because you don't, you don't realize how much you're holding on to, how much guilt and shame you have about certain situations until you have to actually like acknowledge it and release it. And that's a huge responsibility that you have. So I applaud anyone that does that. It took me, myself, a long time to start my healing journey. And it's not linear. It's not something that it has like a, a beginning and end. I think that's, you know, uh, a huge um, misconception, but it's, you know, it's worth it. I, yeah, absolutely. And healing is not linear. It's not, you know, one and done thing. And your ego is a, is a sneaky little thing and it will (laughs) pop up and it will, you know, bring you a lesson here and there and it will try to sneak its way in. And the more, the more healing that you do, the more aware that you become of your ego, um, but also of yourself and your soul and what it is that you're truly desiring and stepping into in this lifetime, your ego gets much sneakier and very crafty um and then we get into this we get into this conversation about ego versus intuition how do you know the difference um oh man i got this all right ego, let's go <laughs> ego is very fear-based so mm-hmm. your you know your ego mind everything it does is essentially trying to keep you in your comfort zone. And we always hear when you get out of your comfort zone, that's when you grow. And it's true because when you're comfortable, you're safe and your ego mind thinks that it's keeping you safe. So the problem with that though, is that what's uncomfortable may not be like in the hunting and gatherer days where being uncomfortable was like being faced with a bear. Now being uncomfortable is, you know, talking in front of a camera or, um, I'm trying to think of other ones, but you know, things like that, <laughs> things that they just make you uncomfortable or get going on a roller coaster ride, things like that. It, that's like your new uncomfortable. So your ego mind, it tries to hold you back. And that's the little voice in the back of your head that tells you, well, you can't do that. Or it's giving you all of these excuses on why you can't do something. And the reason why it's doing that is because it's trying to keep you safe. It thinks that you're in, in danger, mm-hmm. your intuition. It's like a gut feeling. And, and I think they say like a gut feeling, like you feel in your stomach, but honestly, you could really feel it anywhere to be honest. It's just that inner knowing and trusting that you're supposed to be doing something. You're supposed to be, um, you know, whatever. It's about some sort of um, decision, but your intuition, I would say it's very body-based and you have like some sort of bodily reaction. It's usually a positive reaction. It could be a a negative reaction as well. You could have an intuitive feeling that something's going to be wrong and you kind of get like that, um, that like an intense anxious feeling in your stomach or your, your chest, wherever, but your ego is very much, you're going to feel very like nervous. It's going to come from a, a fearful place, a scared place. Your ego always leaves you second guessing yourself yes is is for me is my tell when when i make a decision i'm gonna do something or i'm feeling really called to something really pulled towards something and then i'm like oh but like can i maybe i shouldn't and then i'm like oh that's my ego yes and your intuition is a heck yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) or a heck no heck yes or or a heck no yes Um, but your intuition as well i always find 
that you can still have a little bit, you know, you can still have a little bit of that fear, a little bit of, of that anxiety toward whatever it is that your intuition is calling you to, but it's excited. Yes. It's excited energy, even, you know, with, with a little touch, you know, there's always something a little scary about doing something new, trying something new, venturing into new places or whatever it might be, but it's an excitement. And it's an exactly. excited fear. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's like a, a term or a, whatever, but that's that's for me um the thing yeah and it makes sense because that's where that duality comes in things don't have to be exclusive you can be afraid or scared or fearful and also excited to do something last year i made my um word of the year fearlessness and i started so many things i did new things i, I started this business you know i got out of my comfort zone i hadn't had social media like my entire life like other than facebook i had nothing and even that i didn't really use so to not only start an instagram account but also to do a, like a whole business right like all that marketing all those skills like it was very scary to get on camera for the first time and talk to people who you didn't even know are is anyone gonna show up like <laughs> i talked to myself here that was it was very scary but it was also exciting because i realized like, how much growth i could have and now looking back i look at i look at like the first little like videos and things and i'm like oh i'm so different now <laughs> and i'm gonna be so different a year from now even like podcasts now i'm getting like invited on or you know things like that i would never do so there's a lot of excitement that can come from fear it's such a it's such a beautiful journey and I love like for me all of this expansion like my favorite part of all this expansion is the reflection is that reflection of looking back at those first videos or there's those first Instagram stories or Instagram posts or Facebook posts or whatever it might be like looking back at those things and reflecting on how you felt in that moment, like terrified, who's going to show up? This is a ridiculous post. I feel so stupid. (laughs) And now you're so much more, you know, so much more confident and you can't imagine feeling like you did when when you first started. Right. And like you said, like next year, you're going to be even bigger and the next year is it's even bigger. And that reflection piece is so, it's so powerful. And it's my favorite part of my favorite part of life really is looking back and seeing where I was and where I am now and all that I've called into my life and intentionally created you know yes and I think if we know in coming back to manifestation manifestation is a lot of intention intentionality Mm -hmm. it's a lot of connecting with yourself and you have to connect with yourself and really know yourself and know your soul and know what it is that you desire in this lifetime to manifest what it is you desire in this lifetime otherwise you're manifesting unconsciously things that you don't want exactly and i love what you said earlier um when you were talking about you know getting repeated lessons time after time um, and recognizing those repeated lessons and, and moving through those in, in new ways, right? Showing up for yourself in new ways to move out of those lessons, to move out of that pattern. One thing that you said was about knowing your worth. Like you said, I know that I'm worthy, but like knowing that you're worthy and acting on your worthiness oh, yeah. are extremely different things. 
And it brings me to this place. I always say, you know, journaling is my thing. It's, and uh, I always say to people, journaling is not real life, right? You can't just write out what you want, what you desire, and it's going to come to you, right? You have to act on it. There's an intentionality behind the yes. energy of your words, right? And same thing here. There's an intentionality of acting on your worth versus knowing. Oh my gosh. Yes. No, you are preaching. It, you're right. <laughs> it, it's, it is. It's true. It's manifestation is so intentional. I feel like it's one of the most powerful things that you can do because people will tell me things like, oh, well, I don't believe in it because I don't think that, like, I feel like you actually have to do the work. And I'm like, it is the work. You're so, <laughs> in, you're being intentional. I think it's become this buzzword where we just say, oh, I'm going to manifest. And people just think that's like thinking about it or just like creating a vision board or whatever. And no, it's like actively deciding what you're going to do and shifting your thoughts, shifting your actions and becoming aligned with the desire that you have. And people just think that, and again, I blame kind of it becoming more mainstream, <laughs> but there's so much false mm-hmm. information out there where we think that manifesting is just a technique or a, a, a habit. And yes, I can say it's a habit, but I more so say it's a lifestyle. And it's about a lifestyle change, changing the way that you think, changing the way that you act, changing the way that you do things and very much being intentional and intentionally deciding, you know, I say that when you have a desire, you're setting the intention and those limiting beliefs, that negative self-talk, that's a counter intention. So it's doing exactly that. It's blocking what it is that you want and it's um, counteracting the intention you initially set out. So in order for you to manifest that desire, you have to combat those counter intentions. You have to work on those limiting beliefs. You have to shift your your mindset. Working on all of those things is then going to help you when it comes to the action part. And that's the part that we can't forget. And a lot of people tend to forget. There is action behind manifestation as well. I always say to take aligned and expansive action. So that's Mm -hmm. that action that kind of stretches you takes you out of your comfort zone, but it feels aligned with what it is that you want. I love that. There's intentionality is just such, it's so expansive. And I feel like it's such a big piece that is missing from people's lives is that intentionality, that aligned action. And you earlier, um, you were speaking about luxury, like people are, are manifesting luxury in terms of Um, you know, the cars and the houses and the designer shoes and handbags and, you know, whatever it is. And it's so funny that you brought that up because, you know, part of the Luxuriously Fierce brand is shifting that mindset around luxury and looking at luxury as a human experience versus a soul experience. Mm -hmm. And for me, like, you know, those things, the cars, the houses, the bags, this idea that we've been programmed to believe luxury is it's very human experience these are very 3d comforts um that you know we don't need and so luxury is a soul experience and i and if you're not connected to your soul if you're not intentionally living with your passion and purpose Mm -hmm. then you know is what you're really calling in really luxury right if you're yeah. if you mm. if you buy something or you have something for the fact that you think it's a piece of luxury you know are you filling a void or is it actually aligned with your soul and if you 
if you're in this continuous loop of the humanness of luxury, and yet when that kind of high wears off and you feel deflated or, you know, the, the thing that you just bought leaves you feeling flat, is that luxury? No, the answer is no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) For anybody who's like, huh, is that luxury? Like, (laughs) no, the answer is no. Um, Luxury is a soul experience. It's a soul experience and it's what you truly desire and what you are here to be aligned with. And that comes with intentionality and intentionality of manifesting and calling in you, basically. You at at your core at your most authentic aligned self. I love that you said you at your, you know, at your core and your most authentic self, because I feel like people kind of get it mixed up and they feel like you're manifesting your higher self. And when we hear higher, it sounds like, oh, so this isn't you. This is like, you know, yes, it's a better version of you, but it seems like it's almost like someone who's separate from you when that's not true it's someone who is you it's it's already you it's a version of you right it's within you and i think the i've been shifting that belief lately and realizing that becoming my higher self doesn't mean i'm becoming someone i'm not it's just unbecoming it's actually unbecoming someone who i'm not which is the version of you with all of the trauma which is the version of you with all of, um you know the unhealing all of those things and becoming more of your authentic self and your authentic and most true self is you when you strip away all of that that past trauma all of those limiting beliefs all that negative self-talk who are you when you have no background noise when no one has told you who you're supposed to be what you're supposed to do right when nobody has reinforced or reinforced (laughs) when nobody has enforced their beliefs and their expectations on you forget society forget family everything who are you that's your higher self. That's your most true, pure, authentic self. I love that. Just speaking to my soul. (laughs) Who are you when there's no background noise? Oh, I love it. And I love what you just said about unbecoming because I, I literally have a whole podcast episode from season one and it's called unbecoming. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's all about everything that you just said, this, this unlearning, of who you've been told to be, who you've been programmed to be, the un, you know, the unbecoming of the limiting beliefs and the fears and the patterns and now yes. I'm stepping into you, right? And I, I, I'm loving this conversation around higher self because I've heard it, some, it, it, we use that term and yeah, it does feel a little bit like it's something, you know, that we're working towards becoming someone else when really you're working towards becoming you, right? You and your fullest expression and full authentic self. And it just, it brings me to the power of words and the way that we use them and in and, and the intentionality and how they make us feel, right? Because like you were saying earlier, there are a lot of buzzwords in in this work and any kind of energy work like around manifestation and higher self yeah. and and all of that and it is there are so many buzzwords and I feel like higher self is a buzzword um and it kind of it can almost feel for some people like reaching that higher version of you or reaching your higher self is unattainable yes right and so I've heard people use the term favorite self 
rather than higher self so that it's, you know, it, it allows for a little more breathing room. It, it feels, you know, what can I do to become an, my favorite self today? And then again tomorrow and then again the next day. And it's, it's a little bit more kind of broken down than higher self. It's, you know, the rungs on the ladder are a little bit closer together. Yes. You know, and it brings me to this, um, to this point is in, in manifestation, the words that you use and how you feel about them. Like if higher self makes you feel like your most powerful badass self and you are like, yes, I am ready for that. And you know, that energetic intention is behind that phrase and it fits for you and it makes you feel great. Use it, you know, but it's not for everyone. Maybe self is better for you. Maybe you using the actual word you works for you. And in manifestation, the words that we use are really important. They're really powerful. Yeah. I definitely agree with you. I've never heard favorite self before and I'm definitely going to take that because that's, (laughs) I I think, no, but I think that some people, I agree with you. Some people, they really don't resonate with higher self. And Mm -hmm. it's something lately I've been having to reflect on and realizing like, why do they use the, the word higher? Because something about that just seems like it's not you. And I, I get it, you know, that idea of transcending and ascension and, you know, having a raised consciousness and things like that. But I don't think everybody resonates with that. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of, a lot of the people who are either in my community or clients and things like that, they like simplified versions of manifestation. This is for like the everyday person who maybe isn't that woo woo yet. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea of, of favorite self. Well, I think, you know, manifestation is such a big concept and it tends to be shared on social media like change your thoughts change your life you know and when you read it that way it sounds very simple but the reality is that it's not manifestation and any kind of this energetic work is so is deep yes and so you know manifestation is about calling in what you desire in this lifetime yes it is on its surface, right? But then you get you get into the depths of it and you start going, okay, well, I've got to heal this pattern and look at this pattern and acknowledge yes. my my worth and act on all of this stuff. And I have to really become in, in touch with myself and connect with myself and what it is I actually desire and what it is I actually want to manifest. And, you know, yes. I think it, it, there's so much depth there. And even in the term higher self, that's a really deep term. And I think for a lot of people, it's really scary because they're not sure what their higher self looks like. Yes. Because, you know, some people are so disconnected from themselves and from their heart and from their soul that look like in trying to figure out what their higher self looks like is so overwhelming that it's crippling. Exactly. Yeah, I completely agree. I definitely think that one of the biggest things when it comes to really identifying your higher self is, again, like I said, taking away all of those limiting beliefs, all of those expectations that others have put on you. And it sounds simple. Mm -hmm. It sounds like it's, oh, that's so easy, right? And like, yeah, in a way, it's simple. Like, that really is what you're doing. But there's so much depth in that. There's so much uncovering. And I feel like you know, this whole process is like peeling back an onion. Like, yes, you peel back one layer, but then another thing comes up and then Mm -hmm. another thing comes up. And that's like this whole idea of new levels, new devils. 
at each level, there's going to be, yes, you've dealt with this uh, limiting belief, but sometimes it comes back or sometimes it comes back in a different lesson or in, in all these sorts of things. Like that's why I said the healing process is not linear. It's an ongoing continuous process because things are always going to come up for you. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's just where you have to acknowledge it. And then you have to shift it and then realize also where it's coming from, because it's one thing to just acknowledge that, yes, I'm feeling like this. Yes, this is coming up for me or I'm scared of this. But like, why go deeper? Where is that coming from? And what does that voice sound like? Like, does that sound like you? Does that sound like your mom? Does that sound like, you know, a TV show you watched growing up? Really like finding the root cause of like Mm -hmm. why you believe what you believe. That changes the whole game. There's so much. I I love connecting with people and having these conversations because there is so much here that we could dive into. Like, we could literally <laughs> talk for hours on this topic. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it, love it, love it. I think the last couple years of the icky, I love that you said icky, that's so cute. <laughs> of the icky, um, has really kind of forced people to slow down, definitely, Mm -hmm. but also to look within. And, like, right now we are seeing this massive, massive shift in the world, and we're seeing an influx of people in the online space looking for that guidance in manifestation and in healing and in creating a life of intentionality of alignment and of ease yeah and it's such a powerful time in our world right now in so many different ways but i I feel so much around all of this, but there's so, I I feel a lot of pride for people who are, you know, stepping up, stepping into this intentionality piece of their lives because so much of us have, like so many of us have spent our entire lives just following the grain and, you know, and I, I'm no different than anybody else I did that for a long time you know I graduated high school I went to university because that's what I was supposed to do I stayed in relationships way too long because yeah real bad (laughs) about you know dumping their ass but (laughs) you know and then you get to the point where you just can't anymore yeah you just can't and that has happened for a lot of people in this time and I love, I'm, I'm loving that we're bringing to light all of these, these patterns and these energetic modalities and the manifestation piece and bringing, you know, making it accessible to people yeah, but in a very real way. Because like you said, there are so many misconceptions around manifestation that it's so simple and that, you know, changing your mindset is... I think, you know, at its at its core, if you look at it from a zoomed out version, it's simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. And so when, when, when we start kind of diving into all of this, the ease and intentionality 
does not come with ease. (laughs) 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 Which is the duality of living in this 3D humanness, humanness form. But I'm wondering for anyone who is listening and they're new to manifestation and they're, you know, they're ready for this, this next leg of their journey. They're ready for this expansiveness and they come to you and they're totally lost in asking for help. You know, where, where do you start? Where do you start in manifestation? Where do you start in going inward and healing and shifting and expanding and Yeah, I would say clarity because with clarity comes the vision and it comes direction. And then you have an idea of, okay, where it is that you're going. Mm -hmm. Definitely starting off, I would say, so I would say kind of reverse engineer. So look at, okay, what is it that you want? And the reason why I say that is because behind that is going to be your why, like, why do you actually want that? And then sometimes you realize I don't actually want what I think I want. Right. Or you realize it's not actually that physical manifestation or like that item or whatever, but it's the feeling behind that. And then behind that, you then ask yourself questions to determine, okay, why is it that I feel like I don't have this? Um, And then ask yourself what kind of comes up because usually those are where like the limiting beliefs and the blocks come, come up. And that's what like, then you have full clarity on what it is that you need to work on. I love that. And I love that you just brought up like, that feeling of how, you know, how you want to feel and recognizing that maybe what you think that you, you think you want isn't what you really want. And for me, it, what I just kind of like, what came through is like, for me, whenever I set goals, I don't start with a goal. I always set with how I want to feel. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I want to feel as I'm pursuing that goal? How do I want to feel as I'm, you know, working towards that goal? And how do I want to feel when that, when I've realized that goal and it's, you know, actualized in my 3D world? And I think that's a really powerful piece of manifestation as well is that feeling. And that feeling of what you desire coupled with the intentionality, the intentional and aligned action. Yes. Is magic. It's magic. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. A lot of times what we don't realize is we think what we want is, you know, the physical manifestation of our desire and what we actually want is the feeling behind it. And the Mm -hmm. good thing about that is that you can tap into that feeling now. That's why they say the feeling is the secret. And that's so, that's so key when it comes to manifestation, because you can tap into like that frequency, that energy of whatever it is you want. You can do that now. You can tap into abundance. You can tap into joy, peace, freedom, happiness, all of those sorts of things. You can feel that now. You can find different ways to feel that. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be. So if, for example, you want a car because you want freedom, you can, there are other ways you can realize that you have freedom, right? And, mm-hmm. and you can feel those feelings without it being related to that but it's still helping you tap into that energy. Oh, I love it. (laughs) I love it. I think the feeling is, you know, feelings are the most intentional part of us. Yes. And they're a part of us that we don't, we've not really ever been taught to tap into. 
Oh my gosh. Or to, yes. you know, Feel show it. outwardly or, you know, this feeling is bad. This emotion is bad. This one is good. Don't be mad. Don't be sad. <laughs> you know, don't express yourself is really what that yes. translates to. But our feelings are, they're the most powerful part of us. Yes. So true. And it's interesting that you say that because I was even thinking about that the other day that we're taught what feelings are good and what feelings are bad. And like you're punished in school if, you know, you do something bad or whatever, and you're put in the naughty corner or detention and all these things, but you're not actually taught how to process your emotions, how to get through those, or that it's okay to feel those emotions. It's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel sad. Those more negative um, associated emotions. It's okay to feel all of those things but it's about processing them. And that's what's going to help you get through the process a lot faster. I always say emotions are like a tunnel. And the sooner you go through them is the sooner you're going to come out on the other side. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing if it takes you a while to get through that. Like I'll say all the time, like to my boyfriend, if I'm mad, I'm like, you know how I am. I'm going to be mad now. And I might be mad for like five minutes, but like, let me be mad for those five minutes. Cause after that, it's going to like, it'll literally like roll off my back because I've processed my emotions. Some people, they process it in like a minute, a couple of seconds. I know it takes me longer, but I acknowledge that I accept that. And that helps me because once I know that I can fully like feel those feelings and then I release and I let it go. I think like thinking about it like that helps you a lot more. And then if you think about how you can do that with negative feelings, you can do that with positive feelings too. Mm -hmm. That's so powerful. And I think that really that's a a good lesson for manifestation too, because one of the key pieces in manifestation is, you know, not expecting things to drop into your lap exactly. in an instant, right? So allow yourself to feel into what you want and let it go. Exactly. Feel into whatever your feelings are and let them go. And that's where the ease comes from. Right. If yeah. you don't allow yourself to be angry or sad or even if you don't allow yourself to be happy, if you're restricting your feelings, restricting your emotions, yes. there's no ease there. There's no yes. alignment there. Yeah. It's about giving yourself the permission to feel your feelings, acknowledge each and every one of them and know that it's okay. It's completely okay. And giving yourself that safe space to do so. And if you can't, or it's harder for you to give yourself space to do so, find someone who, who can give you the safe space to feel your feelings, to express your emotions. I think that's a, a huge, that's been a huge part of my journey as well. Surrounding myself with people who gave me the space to feel my feelings and express my feelings. That's something that, you know, I'm a huge empath and mm -hmm. it's, it's a good, it can be a good thing and it has its, <laughs> it has its little, mm, but the good yep. thing is that, you know, I can connect with a lot of people and, you know, I feel for people, right? So obviously in this line of work, that's a huge plus that I can feel for other people and I can connect with them on, on you know, levels that maybe other people have more difficulty with. And something that growing up, it was really hard because I felt so strongly about literally any feeling I feel, I feel at times a hundred. So anger comes out really angry sadness comes out really sad and it might be like something small to some people but because I'm so empathic like it's a lot to me right mm -hmm. and like I felt like in a lot of situations I've been around people or or have people in my life who didn't give me a safe space to express those emotions or um you know 
feel, felt like it was safe to do so. So a whole part of my journey has been surrounding myself with people who now like they allow me to fully show up as myself and showing up as myself is feeling all of my emotions. And I think another thing too, so <laughs> a huge side note, but I've really been getting into like um, women in their cycles and realizing, especially as an entrepreneur, that we're not like men and the corporate world is created for men because they cycle every single day. Women cycle on like a 28 day basis. So we're not actually meant to be on all the time. We're meant to have rest periods. We're meant to have like these spikes of energy and, and do all of this work. And, um, you know, it, it's interesting that we're not taught all of those things. We're not taught that we have these cycles and we're going to be happy like for a period of time. And then there's going to be those times where we're sad for absolutely no reason. But you know what I mean? Like that's natural for us because of all like hormonal imbalances and changes mm-hmm. that go on in our body consistently. Like we cycle through these. I love that you just brought this up. It's something that I've been learning a little bit more about and tapping into myself and really just like paying more attention to my own body and my own cycle and my own energy and where it's at and and honoring that energy and where it's at, right? And and showing up for myself. Yes. With the capacity that I have, right? With the energetic capacity that I have. And, and like you said, we're built for a world where it's go, go, go all the time. Like, oh, you're feeling yes. a little tired today. You're feeling a little off today. Well, that's too bad. Like... <laughs> still got to show up in full capacity even though you don't have that right and it's it's so we're moving out of that now I've I'm fully believing with that that with my whole heart you know we're leaving we're leaving behind this old paradigm this old these wounded masculine energy and the masculine world Mm -hmm. um that's been created and been structured for so long and we're moving out of it and we're we're coming into a place where people are learning about their cycles they're learning about their energy they're learning about their body they're tapping into all of that exactly and living with that you know alongside those energetic cycles and you know our the moon cycle and all of those kinds of things right instead of pushing it away, instead of looking at these things like they're a bad thing or looking at them like, oh, well, I can't deal with this today. I'm going to push forward anyway, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're leading with them. Yes. Walking with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like how you mentioned that, you know, sometimes you're just realizing now to honor your body and honor where you're at. I think that's important. It's important to honor that sometimes you're going to have those energy spikes and you're going to want to be doing a lot more things, right. And be more in that masculine energy. And then sometimes you're going to need to just be in the receiving, you're going to need to be in the being in the feminine energy and relax and rest. And also it's about that switch from thinking that being productive is just doing and realize mm-hmm. that rest is productive as well. Yes. Rest is a verb. Yes. <laughs> It, it, I mean, if you're, if you're going to look at it in terms of like actual English language, it's literally a verb yeah, <laughs> and no, a verb is an action word, right? <laughs> like <laughs> resting is an action. It's okay. Um, yeah, I'm excited for a time and I, I don't think that, unfortunately, I don't think that I will see it in my lifetime, but, um, I'm excited for a time where everyone, you know, is in this place that honoring your energy and honoring your body and honoring yourself and your past and 
honoring all that has brought you to where you are now. Yes. And honoring where you are now is the norm. Yeah, 100%. I feel like it's more normal for, you know, online entrepreneurs and things like that. But mm-hmm. I'd love to see that in the corporate world as well. And, yeah. and like those traditional nine to fives, really, I think we're having like this kind of awakening when it comes to mental health and things like that. And you're seeing more supports, but it'd be nice if they also acknowledge the fact that you're not going to be on all the time. That doesn't make you less productive, right? Mm-hmm. What a beautiful world that will be. I know. And I'm and I'm so and I'm so, you know, happy and and grateful to be a part of the building of that, right? Yeah. And I think there's there's just as much beauty in the journey as there is in the destination. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Which sounds so cliche. As even as I said that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cliche. <laughs> but it's so, it's so but true. it's so true. But it's so true. It really is. <sighs> oh my goodness. There's, my heart is so full. <laughs> I love that. Yes, this conversation has definitely like warmed up my heart, filled it up. I feel like this was, especially because it was like first thing in the morning for me. So this definitely set the tone for the rest of the day. Oh, that's so perfect. <laughs> I love it. And for me too, this is my, my, this is my first call of the day. My first thing that I'm doing. And so. Okay. Glad it was with me. <laughs> I'm I'm glad it was you were with me. Oh, how perfect, how divine. I love it. I love I love that so much. Everything is so divinely timed. Yes. For us. Oh yeah. <sighs> okay. If anyone is listening to this podcast episode and they are like, I need to work with Asosa. I need to find her. I need to connect with her. Where do they go? Where do they find you? How can they work with you? Yeah. All the things. Um, okay. So if you are wanting to work with me, then you're probably going to be interested in private coaching. And so you can DM me on Instagram at the affirmation boss. And right now I'm working on a six week coaching program. So that's open enrollment. However, the spots are limited. So it's only four clients per month. And that's for the woman who's wanting more out of life, whether that's more confidence, more love, more money. And she's sick of trying all of these different manifestation techniques and nothing's really working. So my approach is different because I, like I said, on this podcast, I focus on healing first and we work on manifesting with your subconscious mind. And this is how everything shifted for me and my life and my clients. So if you're interested in that, there's a six-week coaching program called Attract Your Dream Life, or I do one-off kind of intensives, and that's just one-hour sessions. Perfect. Yes. So again, that's at the Affirmation Boss, T-H-E, Affirmation Boss on Instagram. And I'll have all the links in the show notes, and so it'll be easy for people to reach out to you. <laughs> Thank you. I have one last question for you, Absolutely. and that is... What does luxuriously fierce mean to you? Ooh, I love this. Okay, so I think going based off of our conversation, luxuriously fierce to me is being authentically yourself, owning your truth without other people's expectations. 
So luxury, luxury can be different to different people. To some people that might mean, you know, like a high-end car. And to some people, luxury is just being able to wake up in the morning and create their own schedule. So it's authentically doing exactly what makes you happy, what makes you feel free, what makes you feel abundant and without other people's expectations. I love that because that is that is absolutely what we're going for over here at Luxury is just, you know, the intentionality, the authenticity and showing up for yourself every single day, however that looks for you. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. This has been absolutely like so fantastic. And like I said, we could like this, this could have been like an hours long conversation. For sure. Just thank you for being here and thank you for helping me start my day (laughs) thank you thank you for holding the space to have me If you loved this episode or know someone who would, share it and show some love. Screenshot the episode in the app, share it to your Instagram stories along with your favorite fierce moment from the episode. And don't forget to tag me at Luxuriously Fierce Podcast. You can also subscribe, leave a review, and follow me on Instagram at Luxuriously Fierce Podcast and at Luxuriously Fierce underscore. Thank you for listening to today's episode and don't forget to tune in next week for more things Luxuriously Fierce. The Luxurious Fears podcast is sponsored by Goddess Support, an oracular online business management company providing you high-level intentional support so you can be the creative and visionary in your business. Goddess Support goes the distance that traditional business coaching doesn't. Imagine having a turnkey team of goddesses that have your back with everything from strategy to implementation. That's what's possible with Goddess Support. We exist to serve the goddess that is you, and we are honored to help fulfill your big vision. Learn more at goddess.support or find us on Instagram at goddess.support.